Welcome in to the Saturday Financial Astrology edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast. We had a we had an up week this week, so we're going to talk about that and a special welcome to those of you who might be joining us straight from the announcements in the MMACycles.com free weekly newsletter who might be stopping by for the first time. Welcome aboard. We hope you like what you hear. Every Saturday now, we are taking the Merriman Market Analyst, MMACycles.com website. It's the free weekly forecast that's published every Friday evening. The author is Ray Merriman, who has been doing financial astrology really since the 1970s, publishing, I believe, since the early 1980s, and is, in my opinion, just the standalone dean of financial astrology. None of this constitutes financial advice. These are Ray's words and my little bit of fill-in commentary to make it a little bit easier to understand. Obviously, consult with your financial consultant for any major financial decisions. And just since we're doing all this at the beginning, you can subscribe to the newsletter by going to MMACycles.com. Up at the top, you'll see free weekly forecast. Click it and subscribe. Be great to support Ray's work. All right, here we go. So first of all, the European Central Bank on Thursday increased their interest rates for the first time in 11 years. The ECB surprised the markets by pushing its benchmark rate up 50 basis points. That was double what was expected, bringing its deposit rate, (laughs) you ready for this, to zero. Traders had expected a smaller hike of just 25 basis points. That's a quote from an article appearing on CNBC.com on July 21st. So Ray says the bulls took the lead in the tug-of-war for control of the world's stock indices last week as major resistance was broken in many markets. Obviously, what he's talking about there by resistance is simply price resistance that accumulates when a market sells off. Those points where it pauses or pivots become, in essence, like a glass ceiling. Price has to gather up enough momentum to break through those points. Well, that's exactly what happened. This was accomplished even as the European Central Bank raised rates twice as much as they had been stating they would. And the Federal Reserve continues to suggest another large rate increase here in the United States that will be enacted this coming week. So suddenly, investors are buying the prospect of higher rates, when very recently they were selling on the same outlook. Why? Because higher rates now mean the probability of a soft landing with no serious recession. Makes you wonder who is creating and changing, in parentheses, the narrative. It doesn't matter, really, because this phenomenon fits the geocosmic cyclical script. I love that line right there. It doesn't matter if you know what's going on in the sky. Stars will tell you. So, with Jupiter in Aries, we expected investors and traders to regain their confidence and become more aggressive buyers than sellers. Jupiter in Aries loves speculation, going against the consensus. The consensus was bearish. Investor sentiment was in the pits. That's the way Jupiter in Aries likes it. The market was ripe for a turnaround. Additionally, the market was near the end of its time band for an intermediate-term 23-month cycle low. Conditions were exactly what a speculator looks for. The fundamentals will catch up later to these leading indicators, the geocosmics and cycles. Fundamentals almost always lag. 
In other words, maybe some of these economic fundamentals will start to improve soon. The market behavior was similar throughout most of the world. That is, indices bottomed around June 17th as Venus conjoined Saturn, as pointed out in this column since that time. And most indices rose to their highest level late last week since those lows in mid-June. Last week may have been a turnaround in gold and silver, too. Gold fell to $1,678.40 on Thursday, July 21st, as Jupiter made its first of three semi-square passages to Saturn. This was right into the support and buy zone given to MMA subscribers ever since the highs of March 8th above $2,075. By Friday, gold was back up over $50, back to $1,738. That's a big move. That's a Jupiter in Aries type of move. At the same time gold made its low, silver remained above the $18 low it made the prior week for a case of intermarket bullish divergence. And Bitcoin and Ethereum continued their nice rallies last week, rising to their highest levels since the lows of June 18th. So far, this is still a corrective rally and is completely in line with the cyclical and lunar patterns as discussed in our recent webinars and Bitcoin reports. And if you subscribe to the MMACycles.com website, then you'll get information on those webinars and additional reports. The short-term geocosmics and longer-term thoughts. A couple of quotes to start this section, first from foxbusiness.com on July 21st. The number of Americans filing for unemployment benefits last week rose to the highest levels in eight months, the latest sign that a historically tight labor market is starting to cool. Figures released Thursday by the Labor Department show that applications for the week ended July 16th rose 251,000 from the 240,000 recorded a week earlier. It marked the highest level for jobless claims since mid-November. And then a quote from Peggy Noonan in the Wall Street Journal, also on July 21st. We're in the midst of breath-catching revolutions in how America lives and works. Working from home as an issue is still shaking itself out, but its implications are huge. If an entire class of people who used to go to the office stay home, it will upend the commuter model on which modern cities are built and on which they depend for revenue. Another great question has to do with the shortage of workers. You see this all around you. There aren't enough people to fill available jobs. End quote. Ray continues, It was hot in Europe last week. I mean, it was really hot, even for this urban cowboy who lives in the desert land of Arizona. That says a lot, especially the difference between dry heat and humid heat, right? In fact, England recorded its highest temperature on record going back to the 17th century. Here in Amsterdam, temps rose above 100 degrees Fahrenheit, something I haven't seen in the past 25 years since I've been spending part of my summers here. It's one of my favorite cities in the world. Many will cite this record heat wave as further proof of global warming, but in my world, it's a reflection of Jupiter, exaggeration, in Aries, hot turning stationary retrograde next week, July 28th, as Mars, hot, 
is also moving rapidly to its conjunction with Uranus, record-breaking, and squaring Saturn, discomfort, August 1st through 7th. Last week found the moon also in Aries, hot, and headed to Mars, hot, in Taurus, when the triple-digit temperatures occurred, and it may not be over. Mars, in a hard aspect to Saturn on August 7th, has a strong correlation to extremely hot or cold temperatures within two weeks when occurring in the summer months, regardless of hemisphere. In addition to their history with weather and disturbing events of nature, like earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, electrical blackouts, and high winds, hard aspects from the Sun and Mars to Saturn and Uranus can also exhibit themes of major surprises and disruptions in political, economic, and banking matters. We're going to come back and punch that at the end after we finish the newsletter. As we discussed last week, there is a whole lot of shaking going on. And it's happening as we are about to enter a high-disturbance geocosmic zone. It's already in the geocosmic orb of influence. If you are seeking stability and safety, this is not the time to be complacent or asleep. But if you prefer excitement and maybe even some chaos, well, this is for you. In the meantime, the whole lot of shaking got underway in several markets as Jupiter made its first of three waxing semi-square, or 45-degree, or one-eighth cycle phase, transits to Saturn, and that happened on Thursday, July 21st. That is when the reversal and shakeouts became apparent. Not only did the bulls take it to the bears in the stock indices until Friday, but they did the same in gold, silver, and currencies. It was the revenge of the bulls week. These are either reversal, meaning price going down starts going up, or breakout signatures, and right now they look like important reversals. Our recent studies of this 20-year Jupiter-Saturn aspect show a remarkable correlation to intermediate-term cycle lows in the Dow Jones Industrial Average within a short period of time. And thank you to MMTA student, that's Merriman Market Timing Academy, the course that Ray has where you can learn to do this too, and that information is also available on his website, so MMTA student and soon-to-be graduate Vincent Wang of Singapore for his work on this research. The low of June 17th fits within this time band for an intermediate cycle trough, or bottom. The hot zone is July 21st to September 21st, plus or minus one month. Well, the market hit its bottom on June 17th. There you are. Perfect timing. And when you let that sink in, that these markets correspond to these patterns above in the sky, it just literally causes you to stop and it kind of blows your mind. The last time this semi-square aspect unfolded was back in 2002-2003 with its first two passages in October 2002, then March 2003. This was when several global stock indices completed their 6- or 18-year cycle lows. Some of you may remember that the NASDAQ completed an 80% decline, 80%, from its high in early 2000 
to its low in October 2002 as this aspect made its first passage then. Its second passage was in March 2003, which is when European markets bottomed as the Iraqi war began, a war initiated by the United States under false premises. The other instances were not quite as dramatic, but still impressive. By the way, we will be covering this correlation in greater detail and its implication for the next one to five years at our MMA 2022 Trading and Investment Retreat on September 9th to 11th in Troy, Michigan. And more information on that can be found in the newsletter in the announcements section. So, if you are seriously interested in what these studies suggest about the future of the financial markets, stocks, currencies, metals, interest rates, and cryptos, this will be a rare and unique opportunity to learn and develop your long-term investment or short-term trading plans. This week is also significant because it contains three Jupiter transits. In addition to Jupiter turning stationary retrograde on July 28th at 4.37 p.m. Eastern Time, Venus will square the big guy on Monday, July 25th, and the Sun will make a trine with the king of the planetary gods next Sunday, July 31st. There is also a new moon in the fire sign of Leo the same day Jupiter stations on July 28th. Now, Normally, when a market is rising into such a patch of planetary exuberance and exaggeration, it correlates with a crest. But there are many occasions when instead it coincides with a low, after which another strong rally unfolds. Last year, for instance, the Japanese Nikkei index fell to its 16-and-a-half-month cycle low on August 20, 2021, when Jupiter and Uranus were also prominent. The Nikkei made its 16-and-a-half-month cycle low at 26,954 back then. Then, three weeks later, on September 14, 2021, it was up to 30,795, a 14% gain and a new 30-year high. It has never reached that level since. And something like that could happen again. So, this is the summer of fireworks, heat waves, excitement, chaos, and volatility. It's carefree and careless in a world of dangers and disruptions. Some like it hot. Others who don't better get out of the heat. Markets can be wild. This is not likely to be a summer of love. Maybe it can be a summer of passion protests and living on the wild side, and there could be a whole lot more shaken coming up. And what Ray just outlined there is basically what we will be covering here all next week. So Monday, Venus squares Jupiter. On Tuesday, we have fiery Mercury in Leo squares Mars in Taurus. See, when Mars entered Taurus a couple of weeks ago, the market went down like 800 points and then it recovered some. But it was like this, okay, I'm here, look out. So anytime we hear an aspect to Mars in Taurus, our little pointy ears need to go up. 
Also on Tuesday is the conjunction of the mean north node with Uranus. So the nodes get a little confusing because you have the true node calculation. That's exactly where the node is in the sky. And then you have the smoothed or mean calculation. So the smoothed mean calculation is on Tuesday. Then we'll talk about the true node aspect on Sunday. Kind of a double firecracker on that one. Then Thursday, the moon enters fiery Leo. And see, Leo, like we talked about uh, Friday, here, yesterday, Leo squares Taurus. So the moon on Thursday enters Leo. The new moon then is at 155 in the afternoon. And at 437 in the afternoon, Jupiter stations to go retrograde. And then 515 p.m., Mercury squares Uranus. So there's another, see, there's that fire Taurus square again. Financial astrology, that's not that big of an aspect, but to me, Mercury, because it moves so quickly, is a trigger planet. So this whole week, we're going to be aspecting toward all of that culmination, really, on Thursday. Then that fire square energy continues on Friday. Mercury squares the north node. Then a ton of aspects next Sunday, the 31st. Mercury opposite Saturn. And then we have the true node aspect of the North Node conjoining Uranus. So that's kind of a double whammy. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Sunday culminates or concludes with the Sun in that fire trine with Jupiter. And that's at 6.30 Sunday evening. So wow, circle Sunday on your calendar. Then on August 1st, so a week from Monday... Mars conjoins the North Node and Uranus. It's like, wow, this is so impactive. So now in light of that, let's go back and listen to these words again, this paragraph I really wanted to come back to. Jupiter, exaggeration, in Aries, hot, stationing retrograde next week, as Mars, hot, is also moving rapidly to its conjunction with Uranus, record-breaking, and squaring Saturn, discomfort on August 1st through 7th. And then this primary Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that happened in December of 2020 now enters into its first next aspect, this waxing semi-square of 45 degrees. To the precision of the day, the markets pivoted. Then, as he said, in addition to their history with weather and disturbing events of nature... These hard aspects from the Sun and Mars to both Saturn and Uranus can also exhibit themes of major surprises and disruptions in political, economic, and banking matters. And if you think that planet Earth has woken up yet, well, I don't think so. I went to a little festival they're having here locally yesterday, and just in walking around and observing, yeah, no, we got more coming. I'm not saying that judgmentally. I'm just saying this planet has to wake up consciously. We are not there yet. And then the week ahead, we have these also three big Jupiter events taking place on the 25th, the 28th, and the 31st. So truly, not only financially, but in our lives, this is a time to, well, as he said, either get out of the heat or get out there in the rain and dance. We'll cover more of it on Monday. Have a great rest of the weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Again, a special greeting to those of you who came over from the newsletter. Have a great day. We'll see you back on Monday.